Hi there, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake-life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to re-watch the series one episode at a time and put our memories into a podcast you can listen to at home. We're going to get all our special guest friends like Sarah Chalk, John C. McGinley, Neil Flynn, Judy Reyes. Show creator Bill Lawrence, editors, writers, and even prop masters will tell us about what inspired the series and how we became a family. You can listen to the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm your host, Ray Harkins, for 100 Words or Less, the podcast cooking along. Today, we have a special episode with something I have never done in the history of this show ever. It was an idea I had a while ago, brought some friends in. Well, I'll, I'll tell you more about it in a moment. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to tell you about it right now, okay? This is the Fantasy Band Draft with two close friends of mine, Dave Defoe, who is basically just been in my life for, I don't know, 20 plus years. He uh, played in a bunch of bands that uh, we played together many, many times in the past. He's done a ton of art projects for me, for you know my band, for a lot of the record labels I worked for. He's just been a confidant when it comes to the visual medium. And he also does all of the visuals for this very podcast. So he is a music nerd like me. And then I also tapped my other friend who appeared on like, gosh, <clears throat> episode number four, maybe five forever ago, Justin Smith from Graf Warlock, Dangers, plays in a million, million other bands. The dude is very, very active. And um, I just thought this would be a fun dichotomy of us bouncing around ideas and draft picks. And so basically the premise is simple. We have five slots, a lead vocalist, lead guitarist, rhythm guitarist, bassist, and drummer. We all pick, and we actually also picked a utility player. So this is a person who can kind of, you know, jump in and play sort of anything, uh, maybe with the exception of drums we kind of left out. But yeah, so we got six band members, and uh, none of us knew what we were picking. Like, we didn't share the results before. So there's some fun stuff that happens because we get a little nervous where it's like, wait, are you going to pick someone that I already picked? Because then obviously you can't pick them anymore. But anyways, this was super, super fun. We, we put the restrictions underneath the umbrella of like punk and hardcore, you know, because we didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, Paul McCartney or whatever, because, you know, I mean, that doesn't really make it fun for this particular podcast. So anyways, that's what we did. And uh, I can't wait to share that with you. But first, I have to tell you about Rockabilly.com, as I always do. Great partners of ours use the code PC Jabberjaw, and that will give you 10% off your order of whatever merch you want. Hoodies, long sleeves, shirts, just you name it, they got it. Half a million items, fast shipping, great prices, officially licensed stuff. There's no reason why you should not be ordering from them, okay? Rockabilia.com, I love them so much. 10% off PC Jabberjaw. And while I'm at it, you also need to visit Wiretap Records, a absolutely great record label. Go to wiretaprecords.com. They traffic mostly in the sort of, you know, punk, punk adjacent world, but it's mostly punk. The label's awesome. They are offering 
what I define as probably one of the coolest deals that I've seen as far as record clubs are concerned, because, you know, usually you're kind of like, oh, I don't know the value of the record club. Like, yeah, I can, you know, pay for all these LPs up front, but like, am I really getting a value out of this? This one, I can guarantee you that you are, you were getting at least 10 LPs for $125. And there's only 50 of these total. And plus you get a t-shirt guaranteed test press from this year's catalog, enamel pin, all digital downloads, member discounts, and more. So go to wiretaprecords.com. And if you use the code 100 words, that's the number one zero zero words, you will be able to get $15 off. So basically it's just a bunch of good music showing up to your door every so often. And then you're just like, dude, best deal ever. So thank you wiretap records for supporting the show as you always do and have. I appreciate that. So yeah, uh, there's nothing else I need to explain. We're doing a fantasy draft and we are, let me tell you, we pick some bangers and we also actually do a fun segment towards the end as well, where we go to this fake band name generator and, uh, yeah, we, we pick fake band names and it comes with like cover art and stuff like that. So it is, uh, it is very funny. I'll be sharing that on the, uh, the social medias as it were the Instagrams and the Twitters. If you are, uh, you know, uh, up on that, which most of you are, obviously you're downloading a podcast. So you get, you get it, you, you get the digital life. So that's what we got. And, uh, let's take it away. All right. Fantasy band draft never done before. So exciting. Here we go. This is, uh, we're making history here, obviously. We've never done a fantasy draft on this particular podcast. And I'm sitting here with two friends who I've known for what feels like 145 years. Very long. <laughs> yeah, at least a century. <laughs> right. So we, ha- we have my friend Dave Deff. Hello, everyone. Yes. And my friend Justin. Are you allowed to reveal your last name? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Justin Smith. It's the majority of people's last names in this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And so, uh, they, they, but well, both of them obviously I've known from the, uh, the hardcore punk rock scene that we've all come from. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave has played in many bands, plays in bands currently. Mm-hmm. I get kicked out of more than I get. <laughs> right. That wasn't Dave. my fault that yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just kick it off right, yeah. right from the beginning. <laughs> right. Just get all the bitterness out. <laughs> You're like, Justin might've been a part of a band that kicked me out, I but did. we're fine now. I didn't have any part of this. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of tension this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who's going to bring that up? And then, uh, yeah, Justin plays in, in a million bands currently and has yes. always played in a million bands. Always somehow from Graf Orlock to ghost limb to, you know, basically everything else that you do. Any, any band. Do you, <laughs> also, just somebody has to send him a DM on Instagram. So right. do that right now. It's, I believe it's Graf. Yeah. Uh, Justin Graf. What is your, somebody, somebody find him. Jor, Jor, it's the Jorlock at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. That <laughs> sounds good. Your name is still raking in my phone. That's I'm I from like nine right. thousand. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect any difference. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting that it transferred over through all these different phones, unless you still have like a Nokia flip phone or something. <laughs> He's a sidekick. Yeah. Keeps going. Yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> Uh, but what we are doing here is we are doing a, a fun idea that has been executed in different formats in different places, whether it's like, you know, put together your favorite movie cast of all time or whatever. We are doing a fantasy band draft. And this is specifically targeted at the, you know, hardcore punk scene, as it were punk adjacent maybe but we're you know that sounds too scientific to even be considered punk it's you can lay it out that it's attempting to leave out psycho metalheads true and what's the other 
edge of the genre that yeah i guess like modern baseball type yeah indie stuff otherwise yeah. then you're kind of opening it up to a whole bunch of people that all of us might choose yeah that's true that's true oh yeah you yeah you have to put some some guardrails on this in order to not just be like yeah because it's uh, you know how lame is it if we'd be like oh dude i'm, I'm gonna pick john lennon's like a, a, as wieners say aggressive music right <laughs> <laughs> aggressive music i like that so yes that's that is what we're 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 coming at and so we'll do we'll do a snake draft where uh we can uh, determine who will go first i mean it, you as the guests i feel like you guys should go first just because and oh justin immediately points uh, I, at dave you should go first i'm going first so we'll do a snake draft and then we'll so we'll go dave justin myself and then myself justin dave and then we'll just keep ping-ponging back and forth and then we'll we'll discuss why we pick these people why they're important to us why other people should pay attention to their bands if they don't know all that fun stuff so dave you want to kick this off yeah now and then just to be clear i can draft anybody that i want in my band we don't have to start in a certain category or anything like that i'm i'm totally fine with a free and open draft from that perspective you're talking about position right position right okay Okay. yeah Yeah, so whatever you choose to start with i'll follow okay no you can i mean you can I mean, the way a draft works is you want to get whoever you think is might get snatched up. You no, know, I don't like sports, so I didn't understand. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can you can essentially once Dave picks his position and player, you can pick whatever position and player right. you want yeah, to reveal. I mean, dude, gun, gun to my head, I could not name every position on a football field. Don't, right, I don't want anyone to think I'm this jock <laughs> that's all the hardcore. I'm not like that. that. Like, I just don't understand. Fight wrote fifteen songs understand. about Washington. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the concept of drafting. <laughs> Haven't yeah. done one of those. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm just going to start out with a singer because I feel like that's a well, good place to start. Obviously, the most important. People. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Murphy, who's the singer of Counterparts and End. Wow, yes. modernish. Wow, uh, this is this is a. I listen. Uh, he has that like thick, angry scream, and I've I've loved Counterparts for a long time, but once I saw End. When did you see them? Well, uh, when I saw, I mean, on YouTube, I oh. should clarify that. <laughs> Once I, say, I was like, I mean, they haven't come out here. No, yeah. when I saw when I them on the YouTubes, their- <laughs> I was like, wow, his voice is really, really thick behind like basically a hardcore super group of people. Yep. And it kind of like, and then I realized like, then you start, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole and I'm like mm-hmm. watching him on stage and it's like, dang, this guy can command a group, which I think is pretty important as well yes. as a singer. Like there are plenty of singers who are good um, but yes. on stage. They're awkward in between songs. They're awkward. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'm in a band now that has an in between songs, <laughs> awkward singer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It could I, happen. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or, or you may, or you may have been the person that talks too much in between songs that I've been personally accused of many, <laughs> many times. I'm not saying anything about that. I know it's fine <laughs> where, where it turns into a stand up comedy routine as opposed to bands <laughs> playing songs and then band members need to cut the, the singer off, which has yeah. happened many a time yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh i guess i'm done okay because yes i wasn't arriving to any point that's so. uh that's a pretty pretty good contemporary one that is he's a, as a, as a uh it, well i mean how long has counterparts been a band well counterparts been a band for like 10 a, years a decade yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so right they i think they started i want to say like yeah oh six or oh seven but they uh yeah i've i taken played with end up in uh it was december of last year uh i've known brendan for a while friend friend of the show <laughs> but he uh yeah he's just a, a legit dude as far and like his his sense of humor i mean he's just a weird guy to begin with and like what he does on like my favorite thing that he does on stage he does this for counterparts does this for end where he's basically like 
you know, if, if he's uh, encountering a crowd that is like, maybe not, you know, going off or receptive or whatever, he's just like, you know, I don't give a shit what you guys do. Like I'm still getting paid. It just like does this whole sarcastic <laughs> rant thing. And it's really funny. Cause then people are kind of like, Oh, it's, it's funny. So it, I, that reminds me a bit of the Ryan Durkin, uh, who was in, he was in Kung Fu Rip, uh, Kung Fu Rick. Oh yeah. And, um, Hugh Krupps. Yeah. That guy was the funniest person. I never, ever saw, I never, I never got to see Hugh Krupps. I'd ever see mock people in a crowd, <laughs> you know, aside from, uh, John Reese. Okay. Yeah. John Reese is great. Who will mock someone in, in I don't know grade. if we should be bringing up potential picks. I know that's I mean, true. That's, that's true. That's true. Maybe you're giving that's this true. away, but I, I could, I couldn't pick Reese because he's, I don't no. consider it a hardcore. <laughs> yeah. But right. yeah, a little straight, like one of my favorite ones was, I can't believe we're playing this shithole, you know, like wherever he might be. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. I love that. Well, I, I love the fact that you pick contemporary. That's real. Yeah. I, I, it's, well, it's great right now. Yeah, yeah. I got, I'm going to run the gamut, but I, I will it. say he's also has over 10 years of writing lyrics that aren't cringeworthy, yes. more or less at any stage. Yeah. And that's that's another solid part, too. I mean, there's Important. singers that I think we all love, but there are moments where you're like, ooh, ooh that's, yeah, a yeah. Miss. <laughs> that's a miss. Someone edit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your 17-year-old self flipping through a thesaurus, like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Also usage problems I've seen. Mm. Oh. You know, in, especially in written lyrics. Yeah. That's, that's something that's a usage. Shame. I like <laughs> it is. We're just like, that's not, that's not, that's not the right pronoun or that's not. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you're grammatically, you're incorrect. Yeah. You <laughs> could hide which there you thought you were supposed to use on stage. But yeah. once you print this out, I'm also going to know that yeah. you don't understand grammar. The handwritten demo. Yeah. That, that's, that's falling very flat. All right, okay. Justin, what's your pick? I'm going to go with the singer too. Okay. I love it. And this one immediately came to mind because of the wealth of bands that he has previously been in. Okay. Uh, Chris Colohan. Oh dude, I am. So, I was so legitimately terrified right there. Cause boy, once you said that, I was like, <laughs> Oh Jesus, he could be going my direction anyways. But yeah, uh, we're talking about, you know, like 10 different bands. Yeah. Like, at all high levels. Yeah. Swarm, you know, ruination, of course, cursed. Yep. Like all those cursed records, which took me a, a second, even though I, I didn't listen to them when they first came out because mm-hmm. there was so much hype around. I just kept seeing it all the time and it, you know, yeah, you're like, calm down everybody. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're legitimately really good records. And now, you know, in burning love, he's yep. in insect, which mm-hmm. is still going on. Yep. But, uh, very consistent, uh, dynamic voice for like, a, a screamer. Yeah. As yeah. people say aggressive music. Right. And, um, also many witticisms that I like smart lyric writer funny in a way that's not like a forced a forced way so i think definitely he's gotta be in there i i i legitimately that i have in parentheses in my list chris callahan is a is a extremely close second because he like yeah he's one of my favorite vocalists of all time i i remember meeting him he was walking on the street in toronto Mm. And he was just, just across the street. And I go, Chris Callahan, just like <laughs> we were taking his playing up there and he turns around and like we were remotely attached by some mutual friends. So I was just like, I don't mean to do this to you, but like, oh my God, left for dead, like just started. And he was just like, calm oh, down. Yeah. Left for dead. Yeah. yeah. He was like, left he's out. like, slow down. He's like, what, what are you doing right now? I was like, I, I'm just, we're, we're playing like, you know, Lee's pal, whatever. And he was just like, dude, come, come grab some food with me. And I was like, <gasps> what? And then, I mean, I was already all on board for him before that. Yeah. But then once he revealed his just amazing natured self, it's nice when people are like normal people yeah. and not jerks. 
Yeah, yeah. When you try to tell them that you like their music. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like a weird dichotomy, right? Like, because there's a certain level where that happens all the time and you realize they don't, they aren't really adding anything to the conversation by like saying, Hey, yeah. like I like this and this. And so some people are immediately like just shut down and yeah. Yeah. it's easier to be like, yeah, thanks dude. And move on as opposed to like, right. Exactly. Come have lunch with me. I'm sure that's actually more rare than normal, but no, totally. But yeah, being able to like, yeah, you, you have to, as a human be able to accept a compliment and then, mm. and then be able to be like, okay, cool. Like I'm glad that that has influenced you in some capacity. But What's like, that called being gracious? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's totally. Yeah. yeah. The English use the term <laughs> gracious. Gracious, yeah, yeah. It's I think it's something that most people don't have, but probably takes a while to develop. Yeah. yeah, if you have hundreds or thousands of people over a decade tell you that they really like what you're doing, totally, you probably develop some form of that. Yeah, you're as like, a, ah, that's fine. I yeah. mean, as a bass player, I would never understand because most people don't even know that I'm in your band. Instrument. Are you? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, Bare, I mean, listen, barely functional. Yeah, it's the role I signed up for, and I get that. I'm just saying, you know, you two might have a little more of. A background in that low grade guitar player. Yeah, yeah, low, <laughs> low grade guitar player, se- semi vocalist. Oh, oh, six strings. No, I can't do that. No, you're gonna have to take that down to four. <laughs> I love that. Great, absolutely great pick. Wholeheartedly endorsed. All right, what do you got? I so I'll, I'll do a vocalist just because it seems like we're on the trend of that, and I want to make sure. Well, I don't think that this. Well, obviously, this pick is not going to be taken. So. Tim Singer, the vocalist of Dead Guy, Kiss It Goodbye. Oh, mm-hmm. Damn, it's a good one. He was, he was a potential on my list as well. So he, like, he obviously not, ex- well, he also played for a hardcore band called No Escape. That was really, they did a split with Turning Point. And I, that was like one of the first times that I heard No Escape. And I was just like, I was like, dude, this guy's pissed, but he's like singing for a youth crew band. I'm like, I don't, I haven't really heard that beyond yeah. Chain of Strength. And so. Fixation Tim, on a coworker is like, <sighs> it's almost perfect. It, it's. And just how like they're, you know, it, most people obviously to the untrained ear would listen to a person screaming and just be like, oh yeah, like, you know, that person's angry. But like, obviously with us, we can tell where it's just like, oh yeah, that person is like yelling versus shouting versus screaming or whatever. Mm. But you listen to Tim Singer and you're just like, yo, that dude's like exercising demons. Like mm. he's coughing up bodies, like as he <laughs> yeah. is singing. But like, I mean, something I liked in dead guy and something you mentioned too, uh, Justin is like the witticism in that of like, cause it's very easy to say like, I don't like this or like this makes me mad. And there's something yeah. else like really cleverly put something that'll make you think, but also not too hard where yeah. you're like the reference is lost on me. Yeah. But it ha- I th- it ha- sorry. No, no. It has to be effortless in the way that it's delivered because yeah. even if you're reading it, it has to just be there. Yeah. Like that's, that's the hard. I mean, earlier we were talking about propaganda and those mm-hmm. lyrics are informed, but they're delivered in such a way that they're really informed and personal about things so that they come across in a certain way. So what I, I think the witticism stuff, if someone is pushing too much to try to be like, make it funny or something like that. Yeah. Then it, then you're like, all right, you just kind of I'm try out. hard. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like with dead guy, like there's like this real like tongue in cheek thing, like even in the title of like fixation on a coworker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, totally. It's, it's, and like, I remember I, the, the victory style, the first comp that came out, mm-hmm. you know, where whatever you buy for $5 and it had all the victory bands. I remember listening to, um, the dead guy track on there and it was, it, I just was like this, like, I, I've never heard anybody scream like this before. And so I, I just think be, because of that, I was like, he can't like, yeah, it was between him and Chris Collin. And I was just like, I'm going to do Tim Singer. Cause he just need, he's not obviously as prolific as Chris Collin. Mm-hmm. He just needs to be recognized. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. And it, fixation on coworkers is almost a crime. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I always appreciated. <laughs> right, right. For record. <laughs> In a world where everyone is confined to their homes, 
society begins its largest bin watch to date. In the hallowed library of Hulu, or perhaps on a shelf of DVDs you haven't looked at in a decade, is a show that perfectly encapsulates life in the early aughts and launched a friendship that would inspire millions. Hi, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. In 2001, we starred in Scrubs, a sitcom that revealed a glimpse of what it was like to survive a medical internship. As Turk and JD, we explored guy love. Nearly 20 years later, a lot has changed. We're not supermen, but we're still best friends. Eh. Given the mandatory lockdown, there's no better time to relive the series that brought us together in the first place. And we're doing it with a podcast. That's right, people. We're going to bring friends and crew members and fellow cast members and writers. And and guess what? We're going to even invite some of you to call into the podcast and ask all the questions you want of the entire Sacred Heart staff. Join us for Fake Doctors, Real Friends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, All right, so moving on, I will be doing now, uh, let's see, I'll do... I'm going to do a bassist. Okay. Just, uh, you know, under, underrepresented, oh, underlooked. Please don't take my, this was, uh, you're so scared. I'm going to, so I'm going to do bassist. The, uh, Sergio Vega. Okay. Yeah. That's a great choice. Okay. Sergio Vega. He yeah. plays in, played in quicksand plays currently in Deftones. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you were joking, like the, you know, bass is obviously an important part of a band, but like to actually be able to pick out a person from a hardcore band, that's like, you're not only are you contributing something like unique to it, but you have your own flair, you have your own style. And I just, I remember the first time I saw quicksand opening up for offspring at the Brent event center, strange show, absolutely strange show. They were touring off of manic compression. So this was like 94 or something like that. I mean, I was a child. I had no idea who they were, but like watching them, I was just like, wow, like these guys don't look like no use for a name who just played. And I know they don't look like offspring. I was just like trying to figure them out. And then I saw quicksand, you know, uh, a couple years uh, after that, they put, I think they toured with Deftones when they did that reunion tour or whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, Sergio has always just been like, man, like you just know how to play your bass really, really well. You're super creative. Uh, his tones are just unbelievable. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's like my standout for him and probably why Deftones is like, you should come hang out with us for a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Smart move on their part. Absolutely. Cause he, I mean, he, he contributes like anybody that, you know, especially coming from our scene that like, you know, lo- looks at Deftones, just be like, Oh yeah. Like that cool band. Like the moment that they added Sergio to that, everyone was kind of like, I'm listening. I'm listening. Like what, mm-hmm. what new stuff do you have? And so like, and I mean, every record that they have done with him, uh, has been enhanced by his presence as opposed to like, Oh, here's just another dude that will, you know, a friend of ours or whatever. It was a very logical fit. So Sergio's in my band, Sergio and Tim Singer, great That's band good. so far this year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of care of's monthly subscription vitamin service. This service is unbelievable. I can't, I'm I'm so excited to talk to you about it. So basically you go answer a few questions about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices via care of's fun online quiz. And then you'll get your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations in only five minutes. Then each month care of delivers them right to your door in little daily packages. Great for a super busy lifestyle, which I know most of you live. There's even vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. Hell yeah. Vegan vitamins. I love it. I don't have to think about it. It's so, so good. I took the five minute quiz. I got the packages 
And I, I'm, I'm just blown away. I'm like, oh, here, here we go. Let's just pop these open, take them. Perfect. And it, it lists out what it recommends that you get. And like you, like I said previously, it's personalized. So each of you are going to get different stuff. I love it so much. Take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter promo code words 50. That's takecareof.com and code words 50 for 50% off your first month. This stuff is a game changer. I know I am not going to be leaving this service anytime soon. Thank you, Care Of. Let's make you healthy. All right? Now on with the show. All right, Justin, you're up. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to reach back a little bit. I would love you to reach back. So <laughs> my initial choice for this, which I thought was a little bit outside of our realm, was going to be... What position are you talking about here? Oh, base. Okay. I'm, I'm going with you. Okay. Base player was... Um, Mr. Black from Hot Water Music. Ooh. And unique style. Yeah. This is why I thought I might overlap with this guy. <laughs> so, well, I mean, some of us took the word hardcore a little more seriously, I guess, then. So <laughs> I, I don't know if this he, is but what, you as did, wieners But I say, didn't. He did I not didn't. pick. He did not pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, no, saying, was, he was thinking about that, it. I was okay. thinking about that one. But I'm going to have to go with Chuck Dukowski. Ooh. Because yeah. he's Chuck Dukowski. He's, and yeah. if, you, if you look at back you know yes greg ginn wrote a whole bunch of stuff but so did chuck Dukowski. Mm-hmm. and even i can't think of anyone that played on as much stuff um that i find influential from that period of time than yeah. him and he was he was always aggressive as hell totally not and not that i I do have an issue with finger picking, <laughs> as I always have. <laughs> but if you rewind to the start of the episode, you might put two and two together. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, he was really good. That's got to be my pick. Yeah, and, and no, that's a that's a that's a great like you know some some would look at the like oh yeah like picking anybody from you know whatever Black Flag decade like any of the punk classics as being kind of like like oh like that you know that could be obvious but it's like but not when you're talking about a person like him who. He gets mentioned, but you know, gets often overlooked when you're talking about the lineup of Black Flag. And if you have the displeasure of seeing any of the current versions of Black Flag, sure, he still shreds, right? You know, which is important, right? Yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his longevity. That, that, that's I also consider. Can I tell you? Please, also considered. I also considered Craig ahead. Oh, sick of it all. Which sure. I thought was a good one. Also, Gnostic Front back in the day. I know that's true great and did you recently see agnostic front as a documentary out on showtime right now God, the godfathers, godfathers of hardcore, hardcore. No, unbelievable yeah i'm not so seen it good. it's really yeah, good. i saw images flicker by yeah yeah it's but really some, you just never you know sometimes you never know yeah. how much you're gonna be like i know well, yeah because like even like of us being like oh well like what are we considering hardcore like there's so many different yeah. facets to that and even like i saw like agnostic front i'm like maybe this is gonna be a little more New York hardcore yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it borderline no, it's basic- oy, or is it like... <laughs> I know, I know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about like victim and pain? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, what are we talking about the super metal lineup? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and like if you do the math of the three of us sitting in this room, uh, I'm sure you're more familiar with Ray and know that he's from Orange County, but so are Justin and I. Yes. And so we all grew up here listening to hardcore and just... I mean, sometimes when I meet people from the East Coast and they tell me about stuff that they went through, it shows yeah. like just the sheer <laughs> violence that's happening. Yeah. And it like it shocks me. Yeah. I'm like, why would like, you I've guys heard of that? Yeah. Like people are like, oh, like guys would show up with like bricks in backpacks and they would just lift them up and hit people in the face with these backpacks. 
And why? Well, why? You, like yeah. there are only a hundred <laughs> of us in this room. Just because like I, I mean, like, I, yeah. why? It's why a, do people wake up in the morning? Yeah. It's, you know? a t- it's a Tuesday night. You know, that's what you do. That's so what you do. when I see a New York hardcore documentary, I'm like, maybe that's not as much no. up my alley. It's, as I it's think. A, it is a it is a slice of life of uh, of the two yeah, Vinny Stigma and uh, Roger Murray. That's unbelievable. So highly highly recommend. It. All right. What's, okay. All right. Well, what I know got, that Dave? my pick for bass player is safe since you both went. So yes. I'm going to strategize and move over to my rhythm guitar player. Okay. Who's going to be Todd Jones from Nails. Oh, okay. yes. wow. I like uh, this. That is nonstop in your face. Yeah. Shredding. Much riffing. Yes. Much. So many, many riffs. Many riffs which, and, and like since he also sings, like that's an excellent backup vocalist just hanging out right there. That's true. Good. Very good point. You know, there are yeah. multiple wrinkles where you're mm-hmm. like, hey, we need you to do some backup vocals. And he's very mad. Yes, he's very mad. Yeah. I appreciate Which also translate great to interviews and things like that where he definitely says some things that he shouldn't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely, definitely does not like interviews. Months. Yeah. I'm not saying I asked him to be on this podcast, but I asked him to be on this podcast and he was like, I don't want to talk about myself. And I'm like, fair <laughs> enough, dude. He's like, if you just talk to me about the songwriting process and I'm like, eh, I'm not so interested in that. Yeah. But, like you want to stretch out what you just love said you, for an hour? Right. Love, love you, Todd. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think like, you know, like he's oh. brutally honest. And I think a lot yeah. of people in the hardcore scene definitely, respond to that as well like we that's i think why we all end up being here is we appreciate also, also a couple decades of bands yeah, yeah. In Car- carry on sick and basically mm-hmm. every bit ba- like even betrayed which is like often gets overlooked as far mm-hmm. as like dude that was just a great d- modern dag nasty record like mm-hmm. whatever he has written has always had that touch of him mm-hmm. on it that was like he was also recently in fireburn right yeah that's right he was for the first like couple months or whatever terror stuff at the beginning yeah. And yeah, he did. Yeah. He was in terror. Nails yeah. yeah. He was also in a band called stand your ground. I remember taking played with them up in Ohio or something like that. But yeah, yeah. First show that Dave and I in spring of 1999, first mm-hmm. show we played out of town was in Bakersfield with mm-hmm. carry on. Oh, mm-hmm. so Jerry's good. pizza, Jerry's pizza. Yeah, that was a, I have the flyer somewhere still. That's so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably why Dave picked Todd, Todd Jones to be in the I band. I can't believe that that show isn't what catapulted us <laughs> to bigger and better things. You know, like it was... A Saturday I, rem- I remember field. looking around at the seven people in that sweaty uh, basement zone and just thinking like, this yeah. is this it. This is it. We, we did it. it. We've made it. Right. We're out of town. Yeah. Like we really need to sleep here because it's 90 miles from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, dude. We can't drive home tonight. Anybody got a place to stay? We were in high school still, so that... Yeah, us. that... For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your, now that pings back to you, so you get to pick because you did. Oh, yeah, I get to do double, which yeah, is good. Yeah, do double. So then I'm also, so I think I'm going to nail down my bass player, which is, I mean, my drum er. Oh, geez, okay. I'm going to go with Justin Graves from A Life Once Lost. Ooh. Okay. Wow. He, you you also, are, yeah, you are, you're putting together quite an aggressive band. Also I love it. Joshua Fit for Battle, right? He was yes, he did play Joshua. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, often, often overlooked in the. He, uh, he's definitely a. He's a he was a good ass drummer. Yeah, yeah, he is. From the moment, like from a, when you listen to a great artist and you listen to Surreal Atrocities, like that was when 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 I played in a band that was on tour. Like we would listen to that almost every time before we went out because yeah, like it's a great guitar. But once he comes in, he has such creative drumming that still is like really aggressive and like backs up. It's like the dinner, 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 yeah, exactly. But his like if you listen to the drumming on that, it's so so good and like. 
it's really it's like hard to mo- find it. it's like really sugar ish but except mm-hmm. but accessible right well and that's and that's the thing where because so many people wrote a life once lost off is just being like like oh obviously they're the hardcore version of, of Mashuga. and it's like y- yes you see the influence there sure. but to the, to your point like it was to me it was always the the drumming that made that kind of stand apart from that because it wasn't as it wasn't trying to be overly technical it was just like yeah we want to continue to bludgeon you like mm-hmm. the entirety of this as opposed to like oh check out this sick time signature yeah even though they did have that but yeah you get to a record like hunter and there are slower songs on there and i think that's also like some drummers just aren't versatile enough to find like how to keep things driving in those like slower moments where they'll just slow down as well and he just keeps he just keeps hitting the shit out of those songs yeah yeah i I love that pick that's a that's a brutal band justin what do you got who you gonna draft now i'm gonna go uh I have two guitar players. I'm not going to specify which one I think is like lead. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But guitar one, we'll call it. (laughs) My first one, and this is because you brought up the ability to have a backup vocalist. I put here guitar backslash vox. Okay. Which is an industry term for vocals. Yes, yes. yes. So I've heard. What we in the industry (laughs) call vocals (laughs) Um, is Todd Burdett from... Tragedy, his hero's gone. I love it. Severed head of state. Yeah, yeah. War yeah. cry. Right. Woo. That guy's not only has he written some very awesome riffs and started a lot of this stuff from the early two thousands that people are still picking up on now from his years gone. Yep. But tragedy has done something on done so much on their own. I mean, they just put that record out this year and didn't tell anybody. They no just, one knew it. Yeah, it just started to people are like, "Hey, try to put out a new LP." They had oh, they hadn't played a show in like six months, no. and people just show up and there's a new record on the merch table. It's unbelievable, and there's all over the place. Yeah, but his voice as a backup vocalist, yes, is super gnarly. Yeah, it's it really low and just I don't know the word I think about it is. Uh, painfully informed okay is the way that i would describe it <laughs> but like really it. low and like i i had to put him in here yeah in in any band of like a whole bunch of people across he like he rips and he's one of those dudes been around forever i love I, lo- I, lo- I love that you uh you you definitely you you scared me just gonna just gonna say that you definitely need a guitar player who can do backup vocals when you're in an as wiener say an aggressive band yeah uh because like singers need a break there's only so much yeah, hot tea you can chug in between sets. Don't give them that latitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need a break. That's so adorable. <laughs> they need a break, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know? need a break, you know? Hey, listen, what singers what are delicate creatures. What if you're playing guitar and, and singing most of the time, too? You yeah. need a break. You don't get one. No, you're, just, you're still, you still got to you, You're shredding or shredding and yelling. Dogs got to eat, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick my, I actually did designate like lead guitarist. And this is also a, uh, a person who is a, technically the lead vocalist for his band, but I'm going to pick this now because I'm, I'm scared that he may be picked at some point. Chris Hanna from Prop oh, I didn't know we could go there. So I stayed I, away. No, from and, it. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> he runs the show. So no, no. Yeah. But, and I, I put in, in parentheses kind of cheating just because like of the fact that, so like, you acknowledged that you're doing something you're not supposed to do. That's I, why I, he's, but he's so good at what he does. Right. I'm and ben- if he weren't a hardcore band, 
it, there wouldn't be any problems. Right. I mean, their later stuff's getting thrashy in some ways. Yeah, they, once John K. Sampson left, I mean, you could see yeah, it they are, up every single time. Well, you, totally. put, you put Todd Kowalski in there from I Spy mm-hmm. and yeah. swallowing shit. Right. You're going to get a heavy you're gonna band. Get, you're going to get a <laughs> heavy metal band influenced by punk. But uh, yeah, Chris, I mean, there's nothing that I could say that you guys don't agree with in regards to Chris Hanna. Just, I, I just chose him because of all of what you guys were saying about for the guitarist that you chose, where it's just like, he can play anything. He can sing anything. He can yell anything. He can solo and play, be playing while he's totally, soloing. Totally. Back to the Motor League, playing a solo in the party singing. Right. Yeah. And I just like I. I and cl- those lyrics are actually pretty tough. Like even now to this day, <laughs> yeah. towards the end, yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know this part yet. No, <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. yeah. And that's I'm still figuring that out. Right, right. And hitting my steering wheel while I'm driving. <laughs> He's and I just I I close once I landed on my vocalist and I just close my eyes and I'm just like, dude, Tim Singer and Chris, and Chris Hanna together. It's like get out of town. Like that's, you know, they'll yeah. keep each other in check, which is also good. Like, Absolutely. You know, if if he sees those lyrics start to slip, we'll be like, hey, hey. Uh, you might want to read X, Y, and Z articles because you sound like an <laughs> uh, idiot. You might yeah. want to go to dem- democracy now. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some ideas for you, bud. Well, I provided you ample links that isn't even enough time for you to read it all and yes. soak it in and then fix this. Right. Um, this reminds me of Chris Hanna is related to one of my most uh, nervous times of ever playing guitar in front of someone. It was Chris Hanna in that we had... In 2009, spring of 2009, Ghostland weaseled onto a show at the Echoplex that they were playing. Oh, nice. When they were touring with that band, uh, Bridge and Tunnel. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think they played the Glass House on that tour, too. And I was playing one of the 10 seconds of solo in this entire set. <laughs> and I look over and he's like looking. And I was like... <laughs> so... I was nervous, but he, I can he ranks. Trust me, he was judging you for so many other things. I know, things. he's like, who's this oh, idiot? Yeah. First off, lives in America. Who's this raging Second off, moron? lives in California. <laughs> but definitely yeah. one of the one of my top five all-time guitar players. Yep, yeah. just unbelievable. So that's I, I picked him as a as an act of self-preservation. Uh, so but. something that he does, and also one of my like other backup singer choices yep. was uh, From Another Breath. Uh Sorry, there are too many names going through my head. Uh, like Ted Winkworth. Like I love when people talk about their lyrics somewhere else, you know, like where they oh, yeah. give you more to like explore. And like, that's what I like with propaganda. Like I remember looking into like uh, today's empires, tomorrow's ashes. And you're like, Oh, like I can go, I can look at these things and like find out more, which is, I think great. adds so much to, again, like I personally, I started to love hardcore so much because the lyrics had more depth to them mm-hmm. because like you could, I think a lot of people have derived our identities from a lot of things that the philosophical aspects of that. And right. that's like what we keep coming back to. And I like that he lays all that out. Totally. He kicks it. Bands should, especially when you are of an age between, you know, whatever, 13 to 17, they're kicking off your ideas. You're like, Oh, like yeah. I didn't think about the world in that way. There's been somewhat of a shift away from that since the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, not in the way that people write lyrics, but the way that lyrics are, um, written about sure. or ideas discussed in layouts for yeah. sure. You know, because said by a guy who's in a band that just takes <laughs> lyrics from movies. Yeah. I'm in other bands. <laughs> actually, I, actually, I write a lot about the movies in yeah. in the layouts. But there's, um, you know, and part of that like is, you know, the stuff that there was no internet back in the day like there's now. So mm-hmm. when you, that's how I found out about the weaker then mm-hmm. so I was at bionic and I was looking at propaganda and said, see also weird. Also yeah, yeah. And then that was during the you time for a little bit of a shock, <laughs> right? Yeah. What like, is this? this? Well, there was back in the time when you could look at 
there people were reading liner notes because sure. all that stuff was in there. But now I would chance to say that 90%, 98% of the people who listen to anything don't ever even see the physical record sure. because of Spotify and things like that. Right, right. They barely see the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, uh, I always appreciated that stuff too. Yeah. That, it's, it's, well, it's foundational. It's like that, that's what the, and that's why people still gravitate towards physical mediums because it does, you know, if you want to know more about a thing, that's why people, are just like, I'm not just going to stream it. I'm going to buy the record. And then hopefully there will be not hopefully usually there's more, at least contextual stuff where it's just like, Oh yeah, now the lyrics are easier for me to read or whatever. It's not, mm. there's not like looking on a screen, you know, at songlyrics.com or whatever. No, yeah. um, but, but, but Chris yeah. Hannah really does like, he takes the time to yeah. lay that out and be like, okay, if it, like, imagine this dork kid in Iowa finding out about my band, like, what's the next step I can lead him to if I have inspired him enough, like to get him involved. Yeah. And that's what I admire. Like a lot of singers do say things that mean a lot to them, but you don't always get more. And that's stuff. the missing link between yeah. the ideas and the communication of the ideas. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think Zoli said education without action means nothing. <laughs> <That's> nothing. <laughs> I, it, it, t- it took a lot of restraint for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to pick Zoli for my vocalist. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Why can you not do that? No, I mean, I could, but I was just like, I don't I, I yeah. The, the band that I was trying to build, I was just like, he doesn't, you know, you need operatic singing. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, very few bands. You could be like, you know what? You know, Zoli will just, sprinkle this all in i'm gonna take him right out of pennywise yeah, exactly and throw him into this band <laughs> oh he's not a pennywise anymore oh, yeah, right. yeah, I, yeah. That, was, uh, that was only one record but I yes got, i got into a pretty decent conversation with a friend about zoli being in pennywise and like uh-huh. imagining him and fletcher arguing about lyrics and stuff you know oh, where Zoli's like hey so this song is about you know how like money is corrupting right. this is about like is the like, hungarian revolution yeah. and fletcher's can I, like can well, i fit halliburton in he's there? like i see what you're writing down here and i like that but how about instead of saying money is the root of all evil let's just say whoa Oh, and then I'll do a pick slide and it'll be great. Just insert the word system there. Yeah, I I can imagine. Yeah, that's all we need. He had like a crayon and just going over Zoli's lyrics. No, we don't need any of these, dude. Way too deep. Throw throw some shade. No, we do. There was probably a lot of fighting. Looks like I'm not getting Fletcher on the podcast. Hey, guys, it's Jack O'Brien, co-founder of Crack.com, and I host a twice-daily news and culture podcast with the funniest person I know, Miles Gray. What an honor. Uh, it's what an true, honor. Miles. Please, tell, Please. Them, tell them more about how hilarious I am. Don't tell them about my background in politics as a political operative or anything like that. Just keep going on about the funny. I wasn't going to. Okay, that's fine. Guys, you can come get caught up on what is happening without feeling the life drain out of your soul at the Daily Zeitgeist. You can find us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Okay, I am going to pick, uh, so this is my rhythm guitarist. Uh, this this is what I would say is my most kind of left of field pick, but he, he just kind of came to me in the clear. So Jay Palumbo from Elliot, and uh-huh. he played in like 32 Frames, a bunch of other bands. He also, I think he played in By the Grace of God for By a little bit. By the Grace bit. of God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember how, uh, you know, and this, this is my rhythm guitarist. So I just remember watching Elliot at Coos where this is the era in which I, it was post us songs, pre false cathedrals. Okay. So they were still, they, they were wearing, and I loved this idea because this is again, pre-internet. They wore like uh, white button down shirts, black ties, black slacks, because obviously as we know, setting up your equipment, you can immediately judge. Like if you don't know what the band sounds like, you can immediately judge them by like, Oh, this dude's wearing a mad ball shirt. Probably going to sound like a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were trying to create a blank canvas. And I was just like, that is so sick. Even though I knew what Elliot sounded like, I just love that idea. And then watching him, 
like the rest of the band relatively calm. He's jumping off the walls, losing his crap. And it's just like as a juxtaposition, like, you know, looking from like left to right in the band, be kind of like, okay, okay. That dude doesn't fit like from a, from a, uh, you know, stage presence perspective. And I just always loved how creative he was a guitar. Um, and I just, I, I loved his energy. So I was like, yeah, how about, how about this dude kind of leveling out the, you know, even though he's still aggressive, leveling out the aggression that I've placed throughout the rest of the band. So yeah, that's pretty good. Live, live guitars. Also brings a little bit of revelation records in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, 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 exactly. Got it. Got it. I mean, Tim Singer, we we kiss it goodbye, but still, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, No, revelation records can, you know, make or break your band's career. (laughs) They can. Because they've been around for decades. Yes. Uh, What's that one band? Tastemakers in the scene. You know, they work there. They go in there and pick up their own records. Exactly. Yeah. You got to be strategic. Through, about ne- Listen, through necessity. If you think <laughs> that your band becomes big solely by making good music, I, you might as well just bash your head against yeah, the wall for I, the I next have, 15 years. I have this conversation. I've had this conversation like twice this week with people about other things. <laughs> yeah. Is so, that, I'm sorry to dip back into familiar territory for you. Then. <laughs> you I, have let's to just move on. You have just, to do things. You have to be competent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it's strange, like from, from where we came from, like there are very big bands that went on to do stuff like from one Avenue of like Avenged Sevenfold and, you know, say what you want about that band, but they came from Orange County and yep. they went on to do huge things or a band like Thrice, which is a different Avenue altogether. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I remember standing at Chain Reaction trying to talk to the drummer of Poison the Well and I just remember <laughs> seeing a Thrice tape just come right over yeah. and just handed to him and walked away. And I was like, oh, Okay. Maybe I should. Maybe that would have been more effective. I don't know. Like, right. uh, oh, oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. 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 That's so, interesting. I mean, yeah. Anyways, there's just, like there's more to a singularity in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like this. Just the, the the moment where the clouds part and just like here. The, oh, this this is how this happens. Yeah. Like yeah, at yeah. the time, I I was just and not that I know Dustin Ken, Kensru personally, but I was like, oh, like I know that guy's like that guy's Dustin from Thrice. Okay, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who works at Green Records? No big deal. Yeah. 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 I didn't NBD. even have that knowledge. Like, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I, I know why I am where I am in the music world. <laughs> I did not meet and make a lot of friends within the industry, you know? Yeah. It's okay. Quote unquote, the industry, right? The industry, <laughs> Vox, the industry function by the system. Right. <laughs> so Justin, what do you got? Okay. This is your, this is your fourth band member. So we've yeah, almost rounded out our have. bands. I have, um, I have another guitar player. Okay. Um, so this might be a little, uh, not really, maybe back in the day, a little bit of deep cut, but <laughs> it's uh, Adam Nathanson. He was the guitar player for Life's Blood, Born Against. Oh, sure. And Young Pioneers. That, oh, yeah. Oh, Young Pioneers is definitely your jam. I, lo- I love that. Which sounds so totally movies. different than No, no, bands. it's great. But uh, he, I mean, okay, Life's Blood didn't last that long. No. But they put out some pretty influential stuff. Born Against is born against yes is one of like in my pantheon of bands from that time um the way that that guy played guitar and even in all of his other bands like young pioneers is more kind of folk punkish before that was a thing but yeah like very uh i mean because contemporarily at the time there were bands like um like Earth Crisis starting and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was straight chug. Their feud, their feud was sick of it all. Straight right, right. chug music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick of it all. Like those were bands that sound like hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the riffs that are being played in the Born Again songs, they're really melodic. They're really like chordy yeah. and open and the voicings are different. And it was always uh, really interesting to me the way that that guy played. And later on, the, his lyric writing was 
for me really interesting because it's steeped in history and radical history and stuff. But yeah, definitely one of the dudes that I think are one of the most underappreciated guitar players from the nineties. Yeah. I, I, I would never have thought of him. I, he didn't play in Wrangler Brutes, did he with Sam? Uh, Peters? The very first record. The very first record. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the worst oh, one. no, wait, that was, it was, a. Uh, Men's Recovery Project. That's Men's the Recovery Project. The, okay, the yeah, one, yeah. the first record, Seven Inch. That was an actual band. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Before it was like, I'm a five thousand year old Frozen Hood. Right, like, right. Where people thought. are like, what is Men's? <laughs> well, I don't even know what this is. But yeah, but no, that's a really cool pick because same group of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like after Young Pioneers broke up in the early aughts, I suppose they put out this band with some of the other people called Tear Gas Rock, which is oh. kind of like ongoing. But Young Pioneers also had uh, Brooks Headley. Uh-huh. That played in uh, Universal Order of Armageddon. Yep. He uh, played in a whole bunch of other bands. So they're all connected there. Yeah. I left Sammy Fears out of this also. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very unique individual. I had to write him a letter to get him to appear on this podcast. It's great. I had to like mail it to him. Did I mailed him with up. You're like, Jesus. I no, no. This, I just, I was like, this is how he requests uh, correspondence. And then it was funny because I just thought there was like, his whole thing was like, yeah, I don't email. So I mailed him the letter and then he emailed me back and I was like, I love this. He's like, this was just a smoke screen, man. I just yeah. want to make sure you actually want to talk to me. If you wrote, wrote and I, I, the thing that I was he's like, I heard about, you just walk down the streets of Toronto and yell at random people in bands. Listen, actually, he's a, he lives in Ontario. He lives in Ontario. Yeah, which is funny. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah right? Oh yeah. I see you're connecting it's in a, in the comedy industry. That's a that's, callback. That's a callback. Yeah. That's what that's referred to as. You're so professional. All right, Dave, what's your uh, fourth band member pick? You're going to do fourth um, and fifth. This is great. Yeah. yeah I get to. I get to close this all down here. Uh, so for my lead guitar player, I'm going to take Michael J. Schliebaum from Darkest Hour. Okay. Huh. Schliebaum. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, you know, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to get close enough. No, it's fine. Um, not, okay. Not only has he been in Darkest Hour, so that just means for tw- almost 20 years, he has made really fast, aggressive music. And almost every one of those songs has a lead on it. So he's capable of doing that stuff. Always shredding. But some background stuff on him is uh, he learned how to record at Salad Days with Brian McTernan, Mm -hmm. which Mm. that's great because we're going to have to probably do our first record on our own before, you know, endless critical acclaim is ladled upon us. Right. Uh, So that's that's really important. And then he also now does like music for documentaries. So I'm thinking, you know, little interludes in between songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have some fun mellow moments a la Cave-In and things like that. And ah, I see. So yeah, he's a, cre- a creative uh, engineer as it were as well. Exa- yeah, he can handle some of the extra stuff, but also, you know, he can play fast. He has leads. and Goth- yeah. It's Gothenburg's finest in America. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. DC's, DC's, DC Gothenburg connection. Yeah, yeah. No, but and he, he's, he, as an, I mean, taken toured a lot with Darkest hour and though he i mean he he's no longer edge and he hasn't been edge for a long time but it was one of those things where the the band was you know hard partiers and he was just like oh yeah like i don't i don't do any of that and he's like i don't call myself straight edge or whatever but like just and he also played in battery for a little bit as well oh, did he yeah, 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 oh, yeah so now even more mm-hmm. even more here's cool. the thing because i was waffling between him uh-huh. and matt fox uh, okay. But I wanted oh. somebody that was normal to work with and not difficult. So I just decided. Yeah. Although he has a, I thought about him too. It, stylistically is yeah. fantastic, but he's great. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, yeah. yeah. You, you look at the track, like uh, one of the things I really looked at the track record, I'm like, all right, look, Dark, Darkest Hours put out a record every two or three years. And I'm not saying that I celebrate every single song on those, right. but there's a lot of great work going on. Yeah. And I think Shy Halud's put out 
maybe three total records in the course of their <laughs> in 45 days. years. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Good I, I mean, I, I've right, spoken yeah. with Matt and I've worked with them on a few things and, uh, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a very nice person and I love the music he puts out, but, uh, you know, he's an interesting individual. I'm going to go with, I'm going <laughs> to go with Michael. Individual. Yes. I'm going to okay. go with Michael of darkest hour. Yes. Wait, does that mean that you get to pick a utility or you get a I drummer? See, I still have one more. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Get to pick so your then drummer. my bass player, which oh, your bass player, that's right. Already mentioned, uh, is Craig Satari of sick of it all. Oh, really? Ooh, yes. nice. Interesting. Yeah. Cause here's the deal is like he <laughs> writes really driving bass parts and like, cause there's sick of it. All, a lot of times will cut out and it's just him and like, Dude-dude. you listen to stuff on like scratch the surface and oh, yeah. good looking out yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. and same sort of thing. I was like, this guy's got a big long list of records and totally. I don't celebrate everything sick of it all is done. Yeah. But man, like he, he got knows, that sans and log. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And like, he's got that thick tone, the way Sergio Vega, you know, yeah. like that, I was like, I, I enjoy that. Like great. That tone. bass yeah, can yeah. stand on its own. And that guy just knows how yeah, to play. We were right there. Incredibly consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what you're getting into when you're working with him. True professional. He's a yeah. w- working class basis. Yes. And he has a little bit of melody that he makes in every once in a while. You yeah. Know, like bass, there are a lot of bass players that just play whatever the guitar player is playing. And, right. and granted, there are more than enough ample times to do that. It makes sense. But right. somebody can branch out a little bit and be like, hey, I'm going to add a little more to the mix. I There has to be enough to grow the melodicism of the riff. Otherwise, it's like just have a guitar player playing through more amps. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, and, uh, what are you and, doing here? Again, like, you know, everybody gives bass players shit and rightfully so. But it's because a lot of them were guitar players that didn't get to be in a band, you know. Mm. So they they're still just like holding up this guitar is like the best thing ever not realizing they can do some stuff on their own too yeah absolutely nice love it i back that what's like, your no uh beef. what's your you know, <laughs> what's your last uh well technically not last pick because we have a utility player yeah. as well right um so. again i'm not trying to be like cheesy by going back no going way back but i'm gonna have to say that as as long term and as consistent and stylistically it's got to be Bill Stevenson for me. Ooh, okay. yeah, right. Yeah. We're talking about like he had a sin Black Flag, yep. always Descendants, yep. right? Descendants. If and if you watch uh, Filmage, did you see Filmage? So good. Filmage is really about Bill Stevenson. It, it, yeah, he's the he is the central anchor behind the whole band. And, yeah, and um, just the way that he he plays is incredibly fluid especially for having been doing it so long now. And then he's like a little bit older these days, but right. I saw him play last year and they were like, he's so good. So solid. Totally. And then when you find out that he's written a bunch of the other parts of the music <laughs> and, and then, you know, he's, uh, he's recorder, he's engineered a lot of good records. Totally. Last couple Blasting of room, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Hit, ri- rise against. Yeah. Propagandi. Yeah. Yeah. Hot water music. <clears throat> music. Right. When he's the type of guy where it's like, he only records the records he wants to record, which is so sick where yeah. it's like, yeah. come back. Kids like, can we please do that? And he's like, sure. But then like, you know, you know, like a million other bands are like, Hey, can you, he's like, nah, I'm fine. Like, and not in a mean way. He's probably in his bill Stevenson. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm busy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. No problem. But I, I couldn't leave him out. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I, like, in drafting yeah. this fantasy band situation, like that's why I was like, oh, I want to get somebody who knows how to record too, because like even just for demoing <laughs> that's out true. songs, very you, true. You know, it's different to play together in a room, and it's different to hear it when you're not playing anything at all. You yeah. know, like, it, you. I think at least for me personally, when we write songs, like it gives me a little more, like I feel better about stuff. I'm like, Oh, like this, this needs a little more room or this is a little too long when I hear it and I'm not actually playing it. Cause in my head, I'm just like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Play this right. Mm-hmm. Right. Next. Yeah. You know, it's a different concept. It's, than a, that. it's a macro. 
like yeah. view of the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So to have like access to that, like to be able to walk into the blast room and be like, let's just, let's just figure let's this get out. 10 yeah. options out and see which one we like the most. Like, that's awesome. That's true. That's very, very functional. I like that. Uh, so I'll do my last two picks. My, let's see my, so my drummer is the, the one that I was mentioning earlier that you could connect really. He's more of a metal guy, but like is definitely rooted within the punk and hardcore scene. Uh, Dave Witt from, uh, discordance axis, municipal waste, like that, that dude, I I remember when I heard the discordance axis record, the inalienable dreamness. And it was, it was the one that came in that DVD case with the blue sky. Like, yeah. I just remember being like, I had only heard of Discordance Axis before. And so I was working at Bionic. I was like, I'll check this record out. And I was just like, <gasps> like it just it, a, a wash in sound. And you're like, this is a real drummer. This is a guy that's actually <laughs> playing this. If you consider also the way in which those Discordance Axis songs were put together. Yes. They're like recorded and then moved around by the singer. Yeah. And then the band relearned them that way. Right. So really there will be parts that like the tempo changes are like inhuman yeah it's just part to part going like yeah yeah we're, we're, we're at like 320 bpms we're gonna go 380 340 like it's yeah hard un- respect he also was playing with mel banana for a long he time he did yeah he's a journeyman drummer i mean that's why he plays he plays municipal waste now burnt by the sun burnt by the sun huge that was the first time i saw him play live was burnt by the sun when taken randomly played with them in like you know connecticut or something and i just remember being like Oh, like the, and plus like he doesn't look like a guy that he looks like a dude that was going to like show up at like a, you know, local VFW hall (laughs) to like, you know, drink and hang out or whatever, as opposed to just like, oh yeah, you are like this really, really technically proficient, insanely creative drummer. And like also a person that can jump around to many different bands means they're easy to collaborate with. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like you definitely want a drummer who's like not only going to be able to like play the stuff, but then be able to be like, oh, here's an idea. Yeah. And even like suit the style you're trying to play. Yeah. I mean, cause there are some people that just want to take what they're doing in one place and just move it over to this other spot. It's about being a good player. You know, it's like team player, a good player and a team player (laughs) because a lot of people are really good at the thing that they do and you put them in a different realm and they're lost. You know, Which, like, and understandable, right? I mean, not necessarily their fault. Yeah. Putting them in somewhere new. No, but it, yeah, not everybody can adapt in it that speaks, way. And, it and, speaks to their proficiency in the instrument and their mm-hmm. kind of like mm, familiarity with the big capital M music. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> big capital M, the industry as it were. All right. Uh, so utility? my utility player, this is the, when I mentioned you scared me mentioning a member of his heroes gone. I, my utility player is Yannick Lorraine. Oh, okay. From his heroes gone tragedy, uh, he also played in Union of Uranus. Yep, Union of Uranus. I I picked him because I was just like he's he is when you when you were on your 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 discussion about tragedy, like I really do think that people in the same way that people always look at Fugazi, where it's just like oh dude five dollars shows, like that's like you know the blueprint for being like the coolest band of all time. Yeah. I look at what tragedy's done. I'm just like they've done it for this modern time. Like they haven't worked with conventional. Yep. systems no website no website no social media you find you find out about their shows like a week after they happen you're just like crap i didn't know they played the long beach warehouse or whatever yeah. you know um and i just i love that i love that fact about the band but i just love that what he has done he because he's always been he's always added the melody the aggressiveness so i just think that he is a perfect guy that you'd be able to put in any situation and be like oh yeah like i can i can contribute and he put the records out exactly yeah ran ran great american steak religion like put Justin all of this stuff so out. hard to add that fact and he's like he put the records out yeah. no, i mean it's like, <laughs> yeah i mean they like where they had like a record store up north for a while right yeah but like to have done that for so long in so many different periods of 
how underground music shifts is like it's unbelievable it's something totally so yeah i i it shows that you care too you know to like to really like take the time like that's again like i think something in hardcore we all admire is that where people like take the time to really dig into some stuff that is important to them and try to come out and also show everybody else like this is another way to do these things you don't have to signed a pure noise right uh, <laughs> you just you just you can exist on your own yeah right i'm not worried about offending anybody in the music no, industry because at 37 i know nobody's trying to snatch me up anytime soon <laughs> we, you're, we, you're okay i like the self-deprecation i, I recently <laughs> played, played a show with tiger's jaw and i did not know that the lead singer is a is dating somebody in title fight my band has an ongoing argument that hyperview is not a good record and other people say that it is so I wore a shirt that looked like the Hyperview cover that says, ask me about Hyperview. And they were legit nervous that like, you know, <laughs> that someone- that they were going to somehow find out and like blackball us from their next tour. Uh, so yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I mentioned pure noise, that was, That's that was why a dig I, yeah, that at was, a, a label that I has that. definitely I see that. ruined a lot of bands. <laughs> Uh, I, I will not comment on that. That's <laughs> you can say what you want, Dave. That is it. That well, do I need to put the disclaimer? Uh, the, the, the host does not fully endorse what the guests, guests say. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Well, the boys are legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, what's your, what's your last pick? Justin? Oh, my utility player. Yes. So again, I got to apologize for going back a little bit, but don't apologize. you don't need to apologize. Um, You're good. It's, it's Brian Baker. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> he, he's like the definition of a guy that you can put in any situation. Like you could, you could probably be like, Hey dude, can you, um, can you make imagine dragons sound cool? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> let me, let me bring my 800 with uh, me. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> right. But I mean, but you know, like that's an extreme example, but you know what I'm but saying? If, where if you, yeah. yeah. If you think about it, he did have like many people, like even discharge had a butt rock era, but yep. there's obviously minor threat. Dag nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in bad religion now, mm-hmm. which you can take either way. Hey, look, right. they, but they, uh, he there was are really strong moments. He was in yeah. the first he, permutation of Sam Hain. That's true. I forgot about he was, that. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that he's still around and, and doing stuff and like an elder statesman of, of all this stuff is, but, yeah. And, but like, honestly, that's really hard to hold on to. You can look at lots and lots of people involved in music that start out in really aggressive stuff and over time go to much, lighter, mm-hmm. quieter things. And some of that just reflects what we go through as people or as mm-hmm. we mature and appreciate more or less. But right. it is something to say like, oh, these people have been around for X many years and they still know how to make something sound heavy and exciting and, you know, like have that that sort of urgency that can get lost as people get older. You know? Urgency and immediacy are two things that I think is, there's not enough of in almost every realm of the world. You know, like <laughs> particularly in, in music because, you know, like you someone has to have that to like get this stuff going, push it forward. You know, sure. and you have a room full of people that are really good at playing instruments, but everyone's like, oh, let's play like some video games and go to sleep. Yeah. Mm. You know, like you're, you're never going to yeah, get, yeah, yeah. you're never going to get anywhere. So, yeah. but to be fair, video games are fun. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey almost done. <laughs> <laughs> That's spectacular. I'm it's just historical. Playing, I'm just playing Lego games with my seven year old. So it's cool. Nice. <laughs> What's you your have, what's your utility you pick? Totally I love it. it. I'm actually this glad that this is the last pick um, because this is definitely an overlooked person. I mean, most people might not even even consider this a band, Fletcher. but a young man named B. Scott Roos, who was uncovered to be one half of Judd Judd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Now hear me out. Of course, hear me out. it was this a guy that played like, in combat, like, wounded veteran, or what? Would or 
He can play anything with his mouth, right? That's what I'm saying. Is like he has a song <laughs> idea. We can get it out. Then we can go. We can get it recorded. So he doesn't has, even have to play. But like he has a lot of the tropes Judge, of Judge, the hardcore Judge, genre Judge, down, Judge, Judge. and yep, he knows Judge. how to like express. I mean, we've all listened to that, yeah. And we've all thought like, you know what? I can actually hear this band playing it. You know, it's just two guys in their mouths. But uh, I was poking around, and there's an article on a. Uh, on noisy, that, noisy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like interviewing him, and it was super cool to read. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. I was trying to find who was in Judd Judd because I was debating about it as a guitar player, and then later on, I was like, oh, if we have this extra guy, the, dude, that, that article was super funny too. The way yeah. that it was, it went about it. Yeah. I, I found it entertaining. Yeah, I yeah, really, it was really very, it was, it, it yeah, just, very tongue in cheek, tongue planted firmly in cheek <laughs> when, when that was being written. Yeah, and that's also one of those weird things. You are like, oh, this is on Spotify. Like, I can't yeah. believe Judd Judd. Like, who uploaded that? And and Victory put out a seven inch by Judd Judd, which is even funnier. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I think they pressed like, was that before or after ripping off a million bands? That was, uh, (laughs) I think that was, that was right in the middle of it. I think it was right in the middle of it. Cause the fact that they're like, we can put out a record on victory, like a seven inch. This is insane. Can I ask? Maybe I'm not sure. Is there an after, is there a part where they're not ripping (laughs) Uh, off bands now? I don't know. Uh, I think they faded. Yeah. They faded quietly into the, we're just selling our bands, old merch and stuff like that. Repressing. We'll reissue that. They still, I mean, they still put out like Revan Horton heat records and stuff like that, which sounds insane they're selling stuff and not sending the checks to the band well (laughs) that's i can i cannot confirm or deny that i do not work at victory records should we do the uh yeah that's it should we do well dave since you just went do you want you want to reveal your band name first uh, well yeah so so what we're going to do now is we've gone to a website that's going to generate our band names for us and then we're going to have to pick which one of the two we'd prefer. Right. Um, so, so you have, so give me my options. So you have, uh, are, do you want to tick the love nature, psychedelic fantasy, horror metal? Uh, just horror metal. Just horror I mean, metal. You can hear my choices. We're pretty aggressive here. We are. That's true. That's All right. Cool. So here we go. Generate new names. We are doing this in real time. Oh, this, <laughs> we got visionary anguish. Amputated catastrophes is the name of the record well, or harsh. The naked vice, the naked vices, molten, palindrome uh, this is a no-brainer here this, honestly i'm gonna go with visionary anguish and okay dude molten palindrome is pretty good title if anybody <laughs> if anybody does really want to start a hardcore band right now i think we already have a name those are the, those are both like pretty pretty solid like visionary I, anguish i wouldn't I, I really like the imagery though i know of, of a palindrome so degradingly harsh that it just <laughs> burns molten. someone yeah. <laughs> yeah this 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 band generator for the oh yes can you screen cap that so we can put it somewhere in the world i i can i will screen cap that because there are covers that this website also generates and it's uh it's important you know it's important fantastic yeah what we're it really speaks to the uselessness of graphic designers (laughs) 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 particularly in this day like when i mentioned you know spotify you barely see the cover as is Sorry, I, I love that. That's that's spectacular. Um, okay, so now Justin, uh, you 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 get to generate your band name. I presume you're are you just going to want the horror slash metal, or you want to add uh, love and nature, psychedelic fantasy? I'm not sure that anything that I pick falls into love or nature. That's so true. I'm going to go horror horror metal as well. Okay, yeah. let's generate the new names for Justin's I band. Be good. Ooh, <laughs> anguish Terra. The record is called Doors or Yaska, a masked tornado. I mean, you make oh, your pick, but I don't man. want you. I don't want people to mix our bands up. You know, um, <laughs> I hate the Doors, so <laughs> I would not keep that band. That's already enough. Anywhere like near, that. sure. But I might. Uh, what's the first one? Anguish Terra. Yeah, Anguish Terra is the name of the band. I really like that. It has yeah. a little bit of a 
feeling of antiquity around kind of it's Latin based. Sure. I like that. So I'm going to try to mix them around. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go anguish. Terra is my band name and okay. a masked tornado is the Digipack EP. I guess we're going to have to tour together. It's going to have to be like the double anguish tour. If, and fa- anguished. Anguished. Yeah, just, tour. just fully anguished all the time. I, I like that. Yeah, I definitely, I liked Dave's choices a little bit better, but the, cause the, it seems like these are, like they're pretty close to one another. They're almost new metal, and well, also yeah, rock. that's Sean? true. Very the fact active that rock. Came up twice. That's did true. Say, yeah. Did you say active rock? Very active rock. Oh yeah, very God. active rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's, is that like something I'll hear at the gym? That's like something you would hear. Yeah. That's what, you know Sirius has their channel Octane or whatever. It's like that. Oh, active yeah. rock is like basically when you see those festivals announced in the Midwest or whatever, where it's like Chicago Open Air or Rock on the Range or whatever. Or like. Uh, Gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, yeah, there's some active rock on there, but it's not. Um, it's like of, Chevelle. Yes, exactly. Um, like Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, Breaking yeah, Benjamin. That's exactly it. Five yeah. Finger Death Punch. Exactly, exactly. All right, uh, let's hear your band let's, names. Here's here's my band names. I'm just going to stick with the horror metal as you guys have. Let's see what we got here. Oh, <laughs> oh damn! Look at that layout. Uh, the, fir- the first one is Undeserved Society. Ooh. The Broken Terrors. Ooh. And Echo Vice's Weapons for Two. Uh, what, what, hey, Weapons for Two has a murder-suicide tinge to it. Uh, like. Yeah, that's true. And a little bit of romanticism. Did you check Love Nature on that? I did not. I did not. That was only horror. And there's there's profanity on only one of the record uh, covers. But I I am going to say I like Undeserved Society, The Broken Terrors. Um, just like Undeserved Society strikes me as like your first punk band. Yeah. yeah like, it, yes. It sounds like you're playing your high school talent show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We are undeserved society. You don't have to listen to the morning announcements anymore. The Broken Terrors, though, has a little note of post 9 11 world that I, I oh, really like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The broken, right, right. It's yeah. like the system and it's political. We're, we're, a little, we're a little broken as a country. Like, how are we going to rebound from that? Yeah, because like the Echo, the echo Vices is, uh, is uh, it's fine. It just doesn't, uh, it doesn't appeal to me in the same way. That, it's, uh, and the cover they made for you, you should really. I, should, I can't wait for people to see these because this cover is it's beautiful i can't believe like literally for for doing design for yeah two decades myself i can't believe they made a better cover randomly than i ever did <laughs> weapons for two though is a nice ring to it yeah it, it reminds me of the it's not pan- like an a b side release it's, it's like the pantera maxim i i kill myself for you i kill you for myself <laughs> That's what it reminds me. That That's perfect. There, w- wicked wisdom. There's, there is no greater way to send out a podcast than on the wisdom of Pantera. I love that. This was so much fun, gentlemen. I knew it was going to be. You both delivered. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> Sweet. What did you think of that? I hope you enjoyed that. I just tried to do these little different things from time to time, just, I mean, not only for me, because it's a fun idea that I want to execute, but, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life, right? You want to be thrown. It's not just a, uh, you know, another interview. Okay, great. Not like any of you are really saying that, but maybe you are, and maybe you like these little diversions as it were. So thank you very much, Dave and Justin for coming to hang out with me. That was quite enjoyable and it was quite enjoyable re-listening to our conversation. Next week is Pat Flynn from Have Heart and Fiddlehead, and he's playing a bunch of other bands. I'm not going to go through the whole laundry list, but you know who I'm talking about. It is a uh, an epic chat because, uh, you know, he talks, I talk, 
And uh, when you combine those two forces, uh, you you get a long episode. And that's what we got next week. So, uh, yeah. And all of you fine people who have been like, when are you going to talk to Pat? When are you going to talk to Pat? There you go. Here we are. Here it is. Hand delivered to your your podcast catcher of choice. But, um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. And until next week, please be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com. Hi there, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake-life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to re-watch the series one episode at a time and put our memories into a podcast you can listen to at home. We're going to get all our special guest friends like Sarah Chalk, John C. McGinley, Neil Flynn, Judy Reyes. Show creator Bill Lawrence, editors, writers, and even prop masters will tell us about what inspired the series and how we became a family. You can listen to the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.